Welcome to episode three of Does It Slap? I'm your co-host, Nate Elliott. And I'm Bailey Elliott. And Bailey's looking at me weird, like, why did you do a slow intro? I just don't know why you said it three times. You usually just say hello, hello. Well, this is a new podcast. Right? It is. New uh, new podcast, new amount of hellos. I love yes. it. So, Does It Slap? Um, you may have heard this. You're listening to this via a new show. Same stuff. Um, just dedicated to Does It Slap? So you don't have to listen to any of that. Like audio journal, Bailey and I rambling about our life stuff if you don't want to. Yeah, this is strictly about art. We're just going to get down to business. We're going <laughs> to cut straight to the brass tacks. Yeah, we're going to just talk about just the a music, bunch of stuff that we the love. The media. Yeah. The, we'll the, talk about all things amazing. Yes. Or shitty. Yeah. You know, depends on what our ear holes here. Yes. So, without any further ado, ADO. Um, there we go. We let's jump into things. No sense in um, keeping people waiting, right? Yeah, dilly dallying. So you, um, I mean, you already know it by reading the title. But this is what is the the title of the album? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it is a wonderful album by Brandy Carlisle. And let me look it up on my this phone. This is embarrassing. Yeah, it's okay. Well, we listened to this one on vinyl. Yeah, we did. So our our music player is yes. far behind us. It's called In These Silent Days. In These Silent Days. Released in 2021 by Brandy Carlisle. It is her, let's see, like seventh or eighth. Seventh, I believe. Album. Seventh album. Let's see. I'm just looking. So, yeah. Seventh album. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So, very great album, um, in my opinion. But a little bit of backstory on Brandy Carlisle. Guess where she went to um, high school, um, Ephrata High School. <laughs> you guessed it. No, our alma mater. <laughs> no, she's from Washington. Oh, cool. Um, she's from Ravensdale, which is a very tiny town in King County. But I believe she would have went to Tahoma High School. Okay, not Tacoma. Tahoma. Tahoma, right? Um, but yeah, so a little bit of background on her. Um, she started making music. I mean, like singing as a child, obviously. Um, dropped out of high school to make music full time. Um, put out her first album in, I believe, 2006 or 2007. Um, and she's been nominated for a ton of Grammys. A ton. Um, she's won three Grammys, I believe, and been nominated for like 13. So Dang. incredibly talented. Um, I was not super familiar with Brandy Carlo, which seems like, I don't know, she's a pretty accomplished singer yeah um pretty like household name i would think for the most part like i think most people have heard of brandy carlisle but i would not have been able to tell you a single brandy carlisle song prior to listening to this album and i still don't like i'm sure there are some that i've listened to but i've basically only listened to this album i first heard of her when she performed on snl same that's she's wearing that badass like like black, gold golden black and gold, gold yeah. yeah power suit thing. yeah it's kind of her style and yeah. i'm i'm here for it i think she looks amazing Yes. So I got exposed to that, just came across the album randomly and was like, let's check this out. Actually, what happened is um, the album was for sale on this cool website called Magnolia Record Club. And so I was like, well, I love a good record. And they had like a special edition gold album. Or it's gold a beauty. Vinyl. It's like $13 with shipping and tax. Sign me up. So we ordered it and I got to share with Bailey on vinyl the way music is, is meant to be played for the first time right before we hit record. So Bailey, what'd you think? 
I thought it was great. Yeah, so Nate basically has listened to this before. I had not before, just sitting down, cuddled up on the couch, and just really immersing myself uninterrupted into this album. I really, really liked it. You know who she reminds me of? Adele? Her voice. Pink? No. No. I'll give you another guess. I don't know. Lady Gaga. Oh, yes. Yes. No, in, that's what I was thinking, especially in A Star is Born. In the sense that she really lets it go. Yes. She goes for it, and she has a powerhouse I've, voice. I have thought that before. And she accesses it in just a really beautiful, raw way. Yes. Um, and I just think that that was my first thought. I was like, oh, it's like if Lady Gaga was a folk singer. Yes. And I totally dig it. Yes. So let's I, – I forgot one aspect of this. I'm going to back up. So in – the album that that Brandy released um, before this, by the way, I forgive you, in 2018 was just like overwhelmingly um, loved. Like, let's see, it won a bu- like. Let's see, uh, I have it right here. Sorry, listeners, you can um, friggin' bear with me. Let's see, awards, Grammy awards. Yes, so she won whew, a bunch of Grammys. So for this album. I guess she didn't. Yeah. By the way, of the she was she won Best Americana Album for yeah. the album before this, which I haven't even listened to. Yeah, me either. Um, but and it was nominated for Album of the Year. Um, and then this album, let's see, it wasn't nominated for anything, but I think that it's still really amazing, and um, has a had some songs that were nominated for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best Pop Solo Performance best American roots performance, like not that one, but so clearly like well-respected. Um, she put out a book in like a memoir, um, in 2021, right before she released this. So she kind of made this album in like, not this, not together, but like was making it at the same time as she was writing this memoir about her life. Um, and Prior to this, she'd been touring for two years off of the the success of By the Way I Forgive You, the um, Best American. Yeah, yeah that 2018 album. album. Um, and so she'd been touring, 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 and then COVID shut everything down. And so this was kind of it's um in these what in these silent days, like it's very much um kind of something that she wrote when the world shut down and very reflective on her life. And then it's kind of like an in a sense, some people have said it like an autobiography, a musical autobiography. So I definitely got that vibes listening to or those vibes listening to it. Um, a lot of talking to, I think, as I think she has two daughters. I think I've mm-hmm. caught a lot of like some mom vibes up in there. I'm pretty sensitive to those, yeah, I suppose. Um, so just really beautiful words, uh, poetry almost to people around her, people she loves. And I think that it's really beautiful in this album. Yeah. One thing I was going to add, just kind of a cool fun fact. Um, I was looking at like who wrote a lot of these songs and almost every song I could see was written by her and two other people, Phil Hansroff and Tim Hansroff. And those are the two people that she first began playing music with. Um, and like kind of dropped out of school to play music with them. I assume they're brothers. They're brothers. Yes. And actually one of them is married to her younger sister. So they're kind of like, it's kind of cool though to see Extra like brotherly brothers. Yeah, well, it's like fifteen years down the line. Like a lot of times, you see, you don't see musicians are um, interesting characters generally, sure. and so to see them like still making music and writing music together, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, yeah. especially like this 
incredibly personal music about her life. Like, I mean, I'm sure they've been there for a lot of it. So pretty cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I think it, um, yeah, I think we should. Yeah, let's jump into things. Dive in. My first question for you would be, how do you characterize, like, we, we talked about this with Bastille, like, synth pop. This is much different. What, I don't even, I have a really hard time putting a genre on this. I would, I would call it singer-songwriter folk music. Um, Americana definitely comes to mind as well. Uh, she has, a, not only does she sound like Lady Gaga to me, I feel so embarrassed because if anyone old, if anyone old is listening to this, they'll be like, oh, and this person, and this person, yes. and this person. She really has the same singer-songwriter as all of the great ladies of the 70s. Mm -hmm. Like, all these women who were, like, naked holding their acoustic guitar singing. Like, <laughs> like that's truly what she is. Yes. She's a folk singer. And I think that she, um, she couldn't not be one if she tried. Like, her yeah. voice is just built to be that way. She's got that raw, real country sound that I don't think she could ever take out of her voice if she tried. And I just think that it's, I would definitely call it like a, just a classic folk singer. Yeah. I get like, I, it's interesting. Like as I've opened myself up to more music over the last five years or so, my definition of what rock music is has changed a lot. And I, this is like, to me, this is like, rock music in the way that like Bruce Springsteen is rock music. Yeah. It's not like, it's like Americana rock. Like, I know, I don't know if that's a genre, but like kind of folk rock. Yeah. So it has some like very undertones of rock music in a way that she said in an interview, like rock is about being like reckless um, and taking risks and things like that. And I get that not from like a, this is heavy metal rock, but this is like, has the spirit of rock, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, of course, to do with, or has a lot to do with instruments used and that sort of thing. But her, as a, as an artist herself, just, I feel like you can't escape the folk genre with her. Like, that's totally what her thing is. Yeah. And I, so this is definitely, like, more along the lines of, like, country-style yeah. music. Um, Singer-songwriter, but, like, it's definitely leans country. And I know historically Bailey's been, I'm not trying to like put you on the spot or anything, but historically you have been someone who's like, I hate country music, but you've come around a lot over the last I have. five years or so. So like that part of you, what did, was there any part of you that's like, ah, this is too country for me? Um, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. I respect it for what it is. I just, for whatever reason, the country sound doesn't appeal to me so much. It's maybe because I try to emote heavily with music I listen to. Like I try to put myself in the shoes of the singer. I try to feel the lyrics and pull it together. And I feel like the country thing is just something I don't relate to. That sort of twang situation. Mm -hmm. I, it paints a picture that I just it paints a, a path I've never walked. So whenever a country aspect is introduced into music, it kind of alienates me personally. But I love that it doesn't do that for almost everybody else. I love mm -hmm. that it pulls people in, makes them feel at home, makes them feel connected to music. It's just not what happens to me when I listen to music so, with country. Yeah. So what parts of this album? Because I don't, I get like, I guess like some country vibes, but like very little. Like what, what is it that brings that, that feeling to you? I think it's, it's almost the the storytelling aspect of it. I think country is a lot of sitting around the campfire telling a story, which is a beautiful thing. And I love to 
be carried along in the story of things. But I think it um, just there, it's the combination of that with the type of instruments used. A lot of um, like repetition, not that it's re- repetitive, but the, the phrases that are repeated tend to be pushing forward the meaning of the song. It kind of just, it guides the listener into what. It treats them like they're stupid. No, it does not. But it simplifies it down to be like, this is what the song is about in case you missed it with all the other stuff I put it in. It treats them like they're stupid. You're, you're vilifying me. <laughs> Villainizing. Or, interesting. Yeah. But that's just, I mean, it's something that I, and it could just be this subtle twang to her, to her incredible voice. But it just, it just, like I said, it doesn't resonate with me as well. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, um, I guess, do you want to, is there anything else we should talk about, about the album overall, or should we jump into the songs? I'd like, I'd love to just jump right into okay, the songs. Okay, let's jump right into the songs. We are going to, um, just like what we always do, we'll pause here. Um, if you want to listen along with us, um, we'll pause before every song. We'll give you an opportunity to listen to each song. This is 10 songs. 10 songs. Yes, 10 songs. And it is 38 minutes. So um, pretty reasonable. I've listened to this album a bunch of times, um, probably, I don't know, five or six. Um, So yeah, you can listen to that now. We'll pause and then we'll jump into song one. We'll go through each song. Um, We are going to stop, pause for each one. We'll refresh ourselves on what the songs are. And then we'll talk about each one. And then we'll get to the end. We'll do our rubric. We'll give it a grade. And we'll move on to the next. All right, let's hit it. Song okay, number one. We'll pause and um, be right back. Okay, we are back. Track number one, Right on Time. Bailey, I'll give you the first chance. What'd you think? Um, well, being newer to this album than you are, I may change my answer later. But if you were to ask me my favorite song on this album, this one is for sure it. Yeah. It is the least country sounding. Of all of them, hater, hater, this hater. <laughs> this is a beautiful piano ballad that, of course, power bre- ballad. It brings in other instruments later, but it starts off just so raw and like just pounding those keys. It just it's so beautiful. Um, it's also the song I feel like in the album that takes the most vocal risk for her, and I just you know I'm a sucker for yep. that. So I just really love how she just goes for it. It's also a beautiful song about just the hard times in love. The getting through the the silent days the times when you don't talk as much the the time you're in the grind and i feel like it really pulls in the i don't know the words are beautiful it's not too late um and either way you know it was right on time we made it work you were there for me i was there for you couldn't even take it back you know you wouldn't even do it any different it's just right on time i just yeah. think it's really really gorgeous gorgeous yeah song. it's uh it is like a the words that Apple Music uses to describe it as a piano laden power ballad. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's this is the song on the album that I was listening to, and that I was like, this is like very Lady Gaga esque. Yeah, you know where she just lets loose. Like Lady Gaga, massively talented. Brandy Carlile, I would say, also massively talented vocalist, and just really lets loose. And I really appreciate kind of the simplicity. Yeah. Of the instruments and just really, I don't know, just there, there's something cool about music where you can appreciate things 
kind of across this spectrum of complexity. Like a week ago, we were sitting here talking about Bastille and their synth pop, like very like little production. Yeah, like just huge songs with all this different complexity. And this is, I would say, in many ways, like more powerful because of its simplicity. It's just this is a, a woman at a piano and we're just telling how her heart feels. And I, I love this song. I think this is maybe not my favorite song, but definitely like top two or three. I think um, as well as being simple, it also the words like I gave my own interpretation of it, but it is very much open to interpretation on how you want to take it into your heart and mm. what you get out of it, which I love when an artist will put me in a spot to think about something else to take me to another place. And then someone else will sit and listen to it and go to a completely different place. Totally. And I love that. So I think it's a lyrical genius as well as beautiful to listen to. Yeah. Which is, I think very telling of like why Bailey doesn't love Bailey. It just has like a little bit of a beef with any song that tells too specific of a story would you say that's right yeah like don't tell me what to feel let me just you just share a feeling you're having and then i can take from that what i'd like i might suggest that you take some of your rules off of music sweet lady i don't intentionally put them there but i find myself stumbling on them yeah so you have no rules no rules just make it good all right well let's take those lack of rules into song number two let's do song number two and this one is you and me on the rock okay we'll be right back okay we're back track number two you and me on the rock featuring lucius lucius is a um they are a what disco pop band i guess really yeah and they are the um, American four-piece indie pop band, not disco pop, but they lady did, band. They're a lady band, and um, you can hear the them singing the backup vocals on the song. Yeah, pretty so, harmonies, be- yes. very beautiful harmonies in this song. So I'll give you you the first crack, as we always do. What do you think? <laughs> Ladies first. Um, so this is a happy song about the simple, beautiful joy of being out at home with the person that you love the most in the whole world. I love the line in this song. Um, me in my garden and you out on your walk is all the distance this old girl can take without listening to you talk. Just, you miss your person. And, um, I really felt this song in my soul because I kind of like you. So, um, I don't know. It just, it brings to mind, it paints a picture. It puts you in a setting of just growing old out away from town. Yep. It's just the dream. Yeah. I very much felt the same kind of that same um thought or like the same line of i'll build my house upon this rock baby every day with you there's nothing in that town i need after everything we've been through like then then that line that you just shared like i don't know it's it feels very i mean very true to my life of like i want i don't need a lot outside of what i have in my own home and that's pretty cool you know and there's that kind of like when you're gone like it's about all like don't be gone for too long. Yeah. You know? And I thought it was cool. And I this song did some things that um I think Brandy Carlisle took a time machine forward, listened to our first two um episodes and was like, okay. Nate hates it when all the sounds all the songs sound too similar. And we'd really shifted things around. You know, this is completely different instruments, completely different um 
vibe yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, For sure. Very different sound, um, but still following so far like a, a similar theme. It's definitely not like a quarter past midnight where we're just following the same thread, but that right on time song talking about how I mean, the ups and the downs and then this talking about like you and me on the rock, like just the good stuff, just the good stuff. And so I very much enjoyed this song. I think this strong, very strong beginning to this album. Mm-hmm, um, very strong. I, I, it's one of those songs where I think I th- always think, oh, right on time. That's my favorite. And then I get to this and it's just like really kind of light and happy and just really, really fun song that really gets, I don't know, gets my head bobbing, you know? Well, and as you shared in the beginning, kind of the context of when she wrote this album, this is stuck home in COVID, you know, yep. she's just home. <clears throat> and what a beautiful thing to be stuck home and be, and be like looking down on the rest of the, everybody else trapped in the city and be happy about her homestead out. Yep. I love the the first little verse says they build wooden houses on frozen ponds in the summertime when the water's gone, diagonal lines in their rolled out lawns, and the sage always smells so pretty. She says, oh, everybody's got that cookie cutter suburban house, but out here nobody, you know, but nobody cares where the birds have gone, and they're out in friggin' heaven. And you gotta get back to the city. Like, yeah. yeah. You know. And she's just out there with her goats and... <laughs> garden and kids yep. and i don't know just living the life and i think that's it's a beautiful thing to love your dream oh yeah well let's um jump into song three we'll be right back and we are back track number three this time tomorrow i i like this song a lot bailey what do you think i like this song maybe another one that i enjoy because i feel like it's not very country at mm-hmm. all uh, this is a folk song through and yes. through the whole it starts off with like, you can, blah, 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 blah. It's imparting wisdom, which is what folk songs are. They're lessons to people to listen to. They're imparting words of wisdom. So I just think it's really beautiful. And um, uh, the echo effect that they have mm-hmm. um, with all with the, the harmonies, the vocals, yeah. it definitely creates a sense of whimsy and reminiscence of the past and introspection. And I think that's really beautiful um, how they produce this song. Um and it's the second time, it's the second song out of three songs, she mentions Babylon and kind of talks about faith. So mm-hmm. I've just seen that theme throughout the album as well. Yeah, it also is funny. It's the second song in three songs that talks about time, like the timing yeah. of things. It's very interesting. You know, this time tomorrow, right on time. There's, I don't know, there's something interesting going on there. Um, and so we were, we were looking... The vocals, the backup vocals on this, I was like, Billy, who is, who is singing? Who is what singing? is going on here? <laughs> and this is Phil and Tim Hanseroth, the twins, as they are known, um, singing the backup vocals. And I thought that was it. To me, this song felt 20 years old. Yeah. 40 years old. Yeah. Maybe. You know what I mean? It's that 70s folk singer, Naked Lady yeah. with the Guitar sound. <clears throat> the Naked Lady with the Guitar. You know I, what I'm talking about, I right? Don't. Oh, I you gotta look don't. it up. Oh, I, you gotta look I, it up. I'll gladly look up Naked Lady with the Guitar. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let, how, I'll look it up and I'll show you what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Um, but no, I I really like the song. I will say it's a little simple. Not simple, but like lyrically, we kind of get one story told twice. Um, but I think I'm like pretty willing to overlook that um because it's not it's not um a million pieces a million pieces a million pieces a million pieces it's i mean there's some really beautiful lyrics in there um 
It's just, it's meant to be something simple, I think, you know, it's meant to be, I don't know, it's, it's telling you something that you can remember, I think. Yes, absolutely. But it also isn't just her with the guitar. Yeah. It adds in the backup vocals, it adds in the echo effect, it adds in just sort of more guitar and it, it makes a fuller sound than you may expect. Totally. It, than it could have. Yeah, from a singer-songwriter, like that this kind of singer songwriter genre we've gotten three already three different like styles of song or three different sounds which to me is really important you know i don't love <laughs> bailey's looking at a naked lady with a guitar you know what um it's just really <laughs> pornographic so we're not gonna look at it wow um but um all that to say i just appreciate when musicians me make things that sound like how do these fit together kind of but they tie them together in a really beautiful way yeah and in and in her way i think or in this album so far a lot of lyrical cohesiveness yes a lot of talking about similar themes throughout different songs totally let's carry on then let's carry on we'll be right back okay bailey track four broken horses the longest song on the album five minutes four seconds I'm going to guess this is your least favorite song on the album. This song is fun. This song, her voice just really goes for it. She's just doing the, like the full scent. And I love it. Um, I love the energy of the song. Super fun. Um, She's going ham. Instruments are going ham. Um, Love the energy put into this one. Um, The metaphor is actually kind of beautiful. It's talking about how like only broken horses know to run. Like, the, the lessons that life teaches you, teach you to kind of know when to stay and when to go. And I think that it's pretty awesome. Um, I just, I would never listen to it independently. And I just, maybe I need therapy. I don't know why I'm just, it's not my jam, but altogether, objectively, I think it's a killer track. Yeah. I th- <clears throat> it's interesting that you use the word fun to describe this song. Cause I actually like never would use that word to describe this song. Um, I think to me, this is like a painful song in a lot of ways. Like there's a lot of pain behind the things, the words and the lyrics, like, um, there, there's that verse in the middle that says, I've ever so politely treaded softly for your praise. I've whispered through the tears and pleaded sweetly to your face. It is time to spit you out like lukewarm water from my mouth. I will always taste the apathy, but I won't pass it down. She's like, whoo, like to me, this is clearly, I don't know, there, there's some like kind of maybe trauma or some like real like family stuff where it's like that hurt me and I can't, I have to, it stops here. You know, like I'm going to end that line and the broken horses metaphor is like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't get that like kind of fun vibe. I get like, there's a lot of pain. And I'm, I'm broken, but I'm better for it. And I'm going to like make the world better because of that. And so I, I see the song a little bit differently. Um, but I definitely think it, it, you're right on track with the, like really goes for it. Very, um, I don't know, just really kind of full send. Totally. Well, I think that when I use the word fun, I mean like the joy and fun of the triumph over those situations, the breaking free from that sort of thing. And I say fun because I feel like if 
we went and saw her live, it would be fun to listen. You to. would be jumping up and down, having a great time, rocking out. Everybody would be rocking out to the song. But yeah, you're right. The lyrics are super deep, and the metaphor is really beautiful. And it does talking about like being a broken horse, essentially, like things that break you in your life. Like, but then you know how to get out of those situations, and you know how when to run, and you know when to like stand up for yourself. And I think that's a really beautiful, powerful message. Totally. Yeah, I like. I I thought. And the especially the end is like it's kind of building or like really just like kind of lets loose at the end. Like it does. It has a lot of those kind of um, I don't know that those more like rock rock and roll vibes that I kind of thought like that kind of folk rock. That's really yeah. Fun. It's, again, really fun. Just cool to dance to. I mean, but I mean, it's not going to get me to put cowgirl boots on. But I really did enjoy Dude, it. Nobody's asking you to put cowgirl boots on. I, don't know. I, I feel a little bit like this. The fact that it says the word horses. You're like, I can't do it. It just it says horses, so I can't do it. There's like maybe like a little bit of trauma from going to um afraid of high school. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean it, being from an agricultural community does have its Yeah, I don't know why I mean let's I think sometimes <laughs> this is more small town pizza theater talk, but I I think that you're a little bit denying who you are in some ways. It's not like you've ne- you didn't raise animals. It's not like you didn't go to fair. It's not like you weren't exposed to a lot of these things. Like you're resisting a lot of who you are, Bailey. That could be so, yeah. but that is neither here nor there. You married, you married someone who grew up with a pig farm in his backyard. Like did. you married someone who has like agriculture in his like DNA. Right. Farmer stock. Yeah. Yep. Your family is all, like has all been around that. Like I don't, I don't know what you're, what you're fighting. Why against, I'm fighting babe. it so hard? Yeah, I don't know. You, you might need to look into that. I might need to look into that. Okay, but for now, let's look into our next song. Let's look into track five. Okay, Bill, what do you think? That was track five, um, "Letter to the Past," and um, we're back, kind of in that that power ballad. Yeah, so another power ballad, another song giving imparting words of wisdom talking about mistakes you know and lessons hard hard learned and hard earned from her past um i can't i listening it begins i'm thinking she's talking to herself or her like her lover but then i i feel like it's more toward like her daughters imparting imparting wisdom to them um just gives you a lot to think about a lot of deep lyrics that make you go ooh like I could probably work on this or that. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Song makes me a little emotional. Like, Does it? Yeah. Mm. It's, um, I don't know that to me, listening to that song, that is, I think this song in and of itself is why I love this album or like why I, I, I have like an interesting relationship with this album that I haven't listened to it that many times. Um, probably five, five or 10. Um, and I've only listened to this album, but this is like in, in a nutshell, what I really enjoy about Brandy Carlisle, just really simple, really powerful lyrics and really, really like incredible vocals. Like, I don't know why, but like you're a stonewall in a world full, full of rubber bands. Like every time she says that, I'm just like, oh. I, I like I need to do some soul searching on like what that lyric is telling me. Yeah. But like the folks are gonna lean on you and leave when the cracks appear, like oof. 
but darling, I'll be here. I'll be the last. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say that I really know what this song is about, but it it affects me in like a powerful way. And like, she just really lets loose. And I just think, I don't know. There's just some really, really powerful stuff. And I, I think that this is a letter to herself. There's some like really deep stuff that like, I don't know. It just kind of slips through bef- in between the verses. Yeah. Or in between the choruses because the chorus is so powerful. But like it, you can cry, you know it's always okay to cry. You don't even need to know why. Like Yeah. But don't you ever feel alone inside? Like uh, just I don't know, like hauntingly. Quite lovely. Yeah, like I don't know, this song is just really powerful to it's, me. It's it's piercing to yeah. your soul. And I think that it really tips the cap to or is a salute to her lyrical genius and her ability to again like i said like give you something to think about but also be open to what you need to hear in your life in your own circumstances yeah instead of being like pandering or making you making you feel what she's wanting to yeah which is okay which is again another beef i have with country sometimes because it's like this is the emotion i'm not allowing you to branch out with and that's not the case at all with her stuff yeah so i really enjoy it it's really beautiful like, I think this is the great album and because of stuff like that. And I like, you know, I appreciate things like yeah. that. So, I mean, she's just, she's killing it. Yes. I, I actually would say that this is the song that I feel like most perfectly kind of encapsulate the, the, the feeling of like that. We haven't talked about this enough, maybe, but like the album artwork is an important part of this, a por- important part of an album too. Like, right. If you look at the album artwork, the title in these silent days, you look at, the album artwork, her kind of, I don't know, in this like darker background with her face lit up, looking away, like it's very retrospective. Yes. Like, and that's what this is all about is like being really retrospective. And this letters to the past song is like, if you listen to this and you you don't feel any sort of like, I don't know, internal like reflection, you might want to go to the doctor. You might, <laughs> you don't, you might not have a soul. Yeah, um, or a heart. Yeah. And she definitely, because she, cause she's talking to that part of you. Yeah, very, very powerful song. I like the song a lot. Yeah, me too. Well, should we jump into um, song six, which I'm fairly certain that Bailey hates. Uh, I'm just joking. But let's jump into song six. Song six. Okay, we're back. Track six, Mama Werewolf. Bailey. (laughs) Brandy is hitting me in the feels right now like and you're not even a mama no but, <laughs> oh my gosh we're getting like really we've just like entered a different level there's not this album does not have that like kind of messy metal where you're like what's what are we talking about if right. anything we're it's, in the depths of it yeah we're in and the meat it potatoes is, in here holy cow this is this is i don't i don't know if this is meant this is meant like lyrically this is a very heavy song yeah. I, maybe heavy is not the right word but like to me this is a really heavy song yeah, so this song to I would I interpret it as talking about generational trauma, things that are passed down to us from our ancestors, from the people who raised us, how oh, we are our genetics, our DNA, our gen, our, yeah, everything that makes us us, and what and how we are projecting that onto our children, our people around us. Mostly, I feel like since it's called Mama Werewolf, toward her kids and toward her girls, and I. And the regret that it talks about and it, it tells you like, man, I guess even uses the word ashamed in it, like of who you are. And it's inviting her, her kids to be the silver bullet to her werewolf, like to teach her how to love better, to teach her how to be better. And I think that that's, 
all you can ask of your kids is for them to you, you to be open enough and have them have enough grace for you to not just write you off for your mistakes, but help you learn how to be better. Yeah. Yeah. This Which is, being in the thick of parenting, yeah. we really feel this. Yeah. This is definitely like, I don't know. It makes me weepy. Just like thinking about it. Cause like, I don't know that line of, um, <clears throat> will you promise me you'll be the one, my silver bullet and the gun. Like, if my good intentions go running wild, if I cause you pain, my own sweet child. Like, obviously, clearly, like, unless you're a terrible human, you'd never mean to cause harm to those, like, to the people that you're raising. That doesn't change the fact that, like, human beings, we've not been raising children, like, with love for that long. We're new to this whole, like, parenting kids that we chose kind of thing. Yes. Um, And, like... That invitation, it's a really like self-aware invitation and also like a really, oh, it's a really vulnerable invitation to like, be like, hey, kiddo, like, let me know how I'm doing. You know, it's not something to like, if we look back a few generations or even, I mean, in a lot of cases, you don't have to look back that far no. to see like, kind of like suck it up, buttercup, you know? It's it's so true. And I think that it tells a lot of a person's character and your uh, just kind of the gumption you have in yourself and how secure you are in yourself to be able to admit wrongdoings. Not only that, but be looking to improve, especially after you've like been you've done raising your kids, they're out on their own to be able to admit that you did things wrong and want to learn from mistakes. Shows a lot about a person's character. Totally. I think it's really it's a beautiful I know that again, it's it's kind of like she's admitting her faults. So you should be like, oh, well, you should have been a better mom. But the fact that she does admit her faults just shows what a kick-ass mom she must be. Because those are the people we need is the ones who are like, I need to change. And I admit that I need help. And even though you're younger than me, (laughs) like this older generation can get so hung up, like, hung up. (laughs) So damn hung up. Get hung up on the fact that they've lived longer. But we are learning. We are growing. And I think that it's a really big beautiful thing it's a beautiful song to have out there for people to share that feeling of still being able to learn even when i don't know when you did how you did it how you did it never too late i just like can't get over this second verse yeah like so i i I think kind of maybe bailey can correct me but like the first verse is talking about like it seems a little bit like being in the thick of things and then you come out of it and it's like when I'm I'm awake and I'm reborn, my body aches, my soul is torn, I search the void for any clues, and I feel ashamed for what I put you through. This curse again from my father's kin. That that kind of werewolf metaphor is really yeah. it's really cool. Um, but really creative. Um, this curse again from my father's kin. They fought the beast I feel within. But we don't talk about it and we don't call its name. We just carry on hoping it'll change, but we know it'll never change. Like it's got to be intentional. It's just hauntingly sad to me. It is. Like, not sad in the – yeah, it's really sad. I mean, look around. Like, I don't know. You can look at, like, just my family DNA. Like, my <clears throat> genetics on both sides of my family, like, addiction, like, very prevalent. Mental health issues, like – and a lot of it, especially older generations, like, we just don't talk about it. No, it's like, generational we just, trauma. We yeah. don't talk about it, and that is what it is. And then – some people are like self-aware enough to be like, no, 
this only changes if we talk about it. Or this only changes if we do the hard work. If we're intentional about it. And I really like appreciate people in my life who have tried to do that hard work. Um, but also like, I feel like we, you and I, like we still have to do hard work there. You we know? have and to that's, keep that's... ourselves and each other accountable. It's not an easy thing. I, I remember hearing something like, you're not going to be the parent you want to be unless you are intentional about it. And I'm, Really, truly feel like that's what this Mama Werewolf song is about, and I think that it's beautiful. Also, just the intensity of the the melody of the song. Um, it's a, I mean, it's got werewolf in the title, and it almost has kind of like a, a spooky, like a spooky sound it to it. Spooky for me. <laughs> no, it's truly like I think it's a really beautiful song in a lot of ways because it kind of paints this like I don't know it kind of makes it kind of a darker sound that fits with a werewolf kind of thing, but doesn't distract from this message. That's very clear. Yeah. I I think we could, we could probably do a whole podcast on just this song. Yeah. The deeper we dig into it, like, I don't know. I just think that there's something, I don't know. There's something with that thing that we're all fighting. Like, whether it's how we were raised or yeah, nurture genetics. versus nature thing and it's it's I, it i mean there's it's not one or the other it's, it's not it's it really not, isn't you know, it's a battle within both yeah and it, i don't know it's just really because it's not like she's saying that she's a wolf either she's not saying i'm a mama wolf she's, i'm a werewolf i'm sometimes i'm on it and sometimes i suck mm-hmm. and i feel like that's that's the part of parenting that sucks is it sucks to suck so when you fail or when you come up short mm-hmm. or you realize oh this kid is triggering something in me that is totally how I was raised or something that I'm struggling with just deep in my DNA. I think that's really just a super smart, I don't know, very yeah, clever, very self-aware, very, very clever, clever metaphor yeah. to be able to be admitting like I'm kind of a little bit of a monster sometimes and I need well, you to a monster inside and yeah. I'm trying to, and I need you to this. put it down and I, <laughs> I, or like, I'm hopeful that you will be brave enough and be patient enough and work with me enough to be, to be the silver bullet to my werewolf. Beautiful stuff. Very, very beautiful song. Very, very beautiful. Let's um, get these, get, let's maybe move to a happier space. Before hopefully. Nate starts crying. <laughs> um, let's jump into song seven. We'll song right seven. Okie dokie. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey. What do you think about this song? I think this song is marriage. Marriage <laughs> is what brings us together. It's a nice, sad song about the ups and downs and the we take all the fluttery romance away like what do you really even stand for with a person yeah yeah i don't know i i kind of got the vibes that this was about somebody else in a rough marriage yeah um i don't know it's it's kind of about the yeah it's about the raw kind of the, the sad aspect of and a marriage isn't kind of what you hoped it yeah it's, it's kind of like what the bare bones of it can be like yeah. Like, maybe you're not staying with this person because you like them mm-hmm. or they like you, but you're just enough to love you when you're, you know. Yeah, because you, love I you mean, when you're wrong. I guess the most someone can hope for is to find a place to lay. Like, yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, in some cases, um, it is better to, I mean, be in a loveless marriage than to be homeless, you know. Yeah, be alone. Yeah, to be alone. I mean, that's definitely one perspective. I mean, someone to tell your secrets to, like, even if that person's not listening, you know. Yeah. To have a, a ear that is hearing that, or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, kind of a melancholy sound. A simple song about. I mean, this is a conversation 
this could be, I, I picture this song coming about and coming to her mind, maybe by having a conversation with somebody who's in a yeah. marriage like this yeah. or having ex- experienced or observed a, a, you know, sort of a codependency roommate situation yep. as opposed to something that's blooming and blossoming and growing over time. Like our love, right? Like our love. Like our love. We'll never be like that. Sure as hell hope not. <laughs> sure as hell hope not. Um, a beautiful song, a sad song, an, an introspective song. I feel like this could really hit home yeah, for somebody going like, through this. This song could this wreck somebody. Life. I've had friends mm-hmm. before who've been in hard situations send me a song and they're like, um, I'm weeping because I heard this song. And I listen to it. And I'm like, oh, that's a sad song. But definitely way sadder for you yeah. in that moment. <laughs> That song's a bummer. I yeah. feel like this is one of those songs that you're like, ooh, if if you and I went to bed every night hating each other, this song might hit really hard yeah. for us. Yeah. I hey. think um, this is probably my least favorite song so far, but also probably mostly for that. It's it's not the most, it's just really like really melan- melancholic. Yeah, not really providing a lot of hope mm. um, and just kind of reveling in this feeling of sort of settling yeah. and being in what it it is what it is kind of yeah. song yeah all well, right let's, let's move on to track number eight stay gentle let's um we'll be right back okay william track number eight or track number nine yeah track, track eight, eight stay gentle shortest song on the track or on the the album what'd you think cute as a button this one yes. <laughs> this song is does it remind you of anything i I don't, I can't put like a finger on it, but the thing that I was thinking of, if track three, this time tomorrow is from the seventies, this is from the fifties. I was thinking the same. I was like, we are going back and back yeah. and back into time. This is a cute lullaby type song totally. to her children, telling them to stay gentle, um, sort of warning them that the world sucks. And um, oh, what does it say about the boy and the man? Oh, the kingdom of heaven belongs to a boy. While the worries belong to a man. So this world is going to be rough. But when it comes down to it, you just stay gentle. You stay wild. You get younger as you get older. Be free and be amazed by the sky. Beautiful, adorable. I don't know. Something I should just learn this song and sing it to our kids every night kind of thing. Just really sweet. A sweet reminder to stay gentle. I thought Phil and Tim killed it on the back of vocals as well. They probably... Helped write this song for their kids too. Yeah. So I um yeah, really enjoyed this song. Super cute. Um, Not much to say about it. Yeah. It's got that echoey effect in it again, like um bleh, one of her earlier ones. Wow. Bailey's brain. This time tomorrow has the echoey effect. This one also does. Yep. Very pretty, very folk music. Amazing. Well Carry the, on. um what is it? The penultimate song next, track nine. Penultimate, huh? Yeah, that means second to last. Oh, right. there you go. All right. Let's um let's dive hit it. right into it. We'll be right back. Okay, Billy. Stop picking your feet. <laughs> How dare you tattle on me? What did you think? I think this is a story of a man who got hung Billy up. Hates it. It's a story. She hates stories. Well, it's, it's a story of a man who hung up on the letter of the law of God. So mm-hmm. making religion black and white, making it all in you're in or you're out kind of thing. And I think that for for Brandy Carlisle, who is, is a Christian and who all, who is also gay, 
this might be a something that she struggles with feeling a lot of from other people. And mm-hmm. so I feel like this is really personal to her in telling this sort of a parable type story of the man who thought he did everything right and realized he messed up once or twice and didn't make it into heaven kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, this seems to me to be kind of about the, um, I don't know, missing the forest for the trees kind yeah. of thing. Like, I don't know, not to get too religious on this, but like when the savior came, he taught a higher law and kind of missing what the savior's ministry was all about. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, this, this guy in, depicted in this song is going around hitting everybody with his book, not realizing that maybe he needed to be, I don't know, like loving. Yeah, miss, <laughs> missing very, a very, um, he's got a very Pharisees and Sadducees sort of vibe to him. Yeah, but so. man, her voice in this song. Yes. I love the melody on the choruses. Ooh, yes. she just really just sends it and has a really, has picked out a really cool melody that is really catchy and, um, just feels good to listen to. I really to. dig the instruments on this. It's like a more, this is one of the more grand songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the backup vocals, I don't know if you picked up on that, but like they brought in some ladies. Yeah. Yeah. They had the oohs and ahs. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. A little bit of gospel choir, yep. which is so on point with what the song's about. But yeah. Sinner, Saints, and Fools is a is a pleasing to the ear song to listen to. I very much enjoyed that. It's, it's also very, um, I like the breakdown. Um, with the guitar. Yeah. Really, really cool. yeah. Yeah. Just fun. Beautiful. Yeah. I, this is a very quality song. Um, probably not like a song that you like listen to on repeat a bunch just because it's sure it's a little heavy. Yeah. Um, it's a nice, it's a song to, to sit and listen to and contemplate in your own life. Kind of check yourself. Like, am I doing what <laughs> God says I should do or am I getting hung up in my own yeah. crap? Cause that's easy to do. Yeah, do I, is my hair slicked back or um, <laughs> pushed back? Or am what? I being self? Am I being righteous or self righteous? So yeah. I think that's a really cool reminder to take it easy and uh, love everybody. Yes, to show love. Um, We're amazing. down down last to the last one. one. Let's do it, babe. We'll okay. be right back. Ep- or episode ten, track ten. <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, Bailey, the final song. What a heavy one. Throwing good after bad. What do you think? I, 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 <laughs> um, we were kind of chatting about this as we listened. Like, who is this about? And I have a theory. Yeah. But I'd be curious to hear what you think. Um, I think our theories might be similar. This song is about anyone you've loved who you know is just so bad for themselves caught up in a rat race of wanting what they don't have grass is always greener somewhere else and i think this song does a beautiful job of putting that because being in love with someone like that or being loved by someone like that hurts because they leave you they they get bored like it says in the song and so i think the beautiful thing about this song is it puts the puts it back on that person that is their problem and is not the person who is being loved by them. So at first I was like, Ooh, I hope this isn't about her dad. <laughs> Cause I mean, you know, dads leave families sometimes yeah. moms leaves families for chasing the glory, chasing the shimmering fad. It says in this song, things like that. So I think that's, that's who this song's about. Interesting. What's your theory? I have a different theory. I oh. like your theory potentially better, but I get sort of like, vibes that this is about someone from her career 
or from mm. music, like the industry that um, sort of, I don't know, kind of wanted something. You want a movie dancer, like you'll pour your heart into any shimmering fad. Like you're just looking for kind of the new hot thing. Yeah, the next best thing. Yeah, and just like somebody that didn't really appreciate her and just like chasing the next best thing. Yeah. We had some of those vibes. Yeah, and I feel like your theory person and my theory person could be the same person. That's that person who's just looking for what's popular, what's fun, what's cool, and not what's actually genuine yeah. and going to bring long-term happiness. Very dangerous. I, uh, to be in. She's just – she's so great at encaps, like in capturing that, capturing that, you know – like you you have a beautiful mind and a beautiful soul. Like you're a good person, but you are getting in your own way by chasing these these fantasies that are not that you're taking your people for granted. You're yeah. not you're not appreciating what you have. And I just think that's wow, it's just like so wise. And again, just not sitting and there's songs like this that are like, I was never good enough for you and like I tried everything. She doesn't. There's no self pitying in it. Very wise. Yeah, it's like very, very this wise. is a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> really, that's how I feel. This is the song. I'm like, well, this is a you problem. And I, I made reviewing this album. It makes me realize like her lyrics are what we're, we've been talking about the most. Yes. Because her sound is beautiful through and through. Every song is just yeah, it's it's, a given. Is dynamite. And so, just getting. It's fun to just get to um, to listen to this and to feel the poetry in it. I feel like. This could be have been a printed little book of poems yes, that totally. I could listen to. And totally. that's what this song definitely to me is like like a cautionary tale for people who get caught up in the the fantasies and the maybe looking for fame and things like that. So Yeah, I love there's one part consistently, like the end you're fantasizing with the piano, just like Yeah, kind they of bring in some really cool instruments too it. and like just this song has a great some like, got some strings in it yeah, to so really pull your heart really strings. Great. No, it's way, yeah. way great good. way to end the, great it. Really, it, and it just leaves you like when it's over. You're like, wow, that was whoo, yeah, that was whoo. Yeah. So, man, what a what an album. So, what what do you think, Bailey? Let's um, let's um, take a step back. I presented this album to you basically as a surprise. As a surprise, it's not an album you'd ever listened to before. And um, what? Why'd you roll your eyes? Oh, I was yawning. Okay. I'm sorry, like, dear. Oh, it's what, getting late. <laughs> what did I say that was um, upsetting? No. It's not an out al- Like, the first two albums we both listened to. We both right. were familiar with. And this was one that you've now listened to twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what – were you surprised at all, like, by her or by – I don't know. what. Like, what are your thoughts now? You've listened to it two times through. Have you? Mm-hmm. Has it anything changed or – I think the first time I listened to it, the songs sort of blended together for mm-hmm. me. And keep in mind, I was listening to it with full attention on it with the lyrics in my hand. I'm holding the uh, case, the record case, looking at them. Uh, and then the sleeve. The sleeve. Thank you. I'm like, I'm saying case, and it's not what I'm meaning. Um, I'm looking at the sleeve, looking at the printed words as the song goes by, and I'm thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. But when I listened to it the second time, I wasn't just learning. I was able to – or I wasn't just memorizing or – familiarizing I was able to dive in and when you dive into music like this this is music this is dive music you can't you can just like tap you know tap your foot and go along with your day but this is an album you really benefit from just sitting down and just feeling it and listen to it a couple times 
And having a podcast about it with your husband, that helps too, where you get to analyze it together and hear each other's thoughts. But totally. I think this is an amazing album. I think it's totally, uh, it's kind of like, it's just poetry. It's yeah. it's a beautiful poetry set to incredible vocals. I mean, what's not to love? Did you expect when, so I ordered the record, I opened it up and I was like, okay, Bailey, I'll give you a sneak peek. Did you expect to like it this much? I didn't. Um, and I'll say because I watched her SNL performance and it was two of her more upbeat songs. So I thought I was in for more of kind of a twangy, uh, Bailey hates the twang. like folk blues, jazzy kind of thing, which is yeah. fine, but not usually what strikes me so hard. And this had a lot of ballads on it that really pulled in what she was talking about. And then anytime you watch a live performance, if you've never heard the recorded um music you often times miss a lot of the vocals so totally. so with the lyrics and the ballads i think this was a just incredible album yeah one of my favorite things about doing this podcast has been there is something different about i love to listen to an album focus front to back and i think that's an important like first step but there's also something added that happens when you and i listen to each song like separately and we talk about them and I gain like a different appreciation for them and a different, like a deeper understanding of the album just by doing that. You know, it helps me break those songs apart and see them for their value individually. Yeah. And I, I love listening to them and seeing the story through your eyes. It's fun to sit together totally, and totally. kind of be like, oh, that's a good, interesting take. Yeah. Or I wonder what Nate's thinking right now. And it helps me to expand my own thinking, which is important, always good. Right? Yes, it's very mm. important. Well, let's break it down. Let's use the Rubik. Ru okay. The ru Rubik. <laughs> Rubik's Cube. Let's use the Rubik's Cube. So, section one, enjoyment slash pleasure. Was this pleasing to listen to? Was it something that people could enjoy? Absolutely. Yeah. Nate and I both at different points had our eyes closed and like a finger in the air. <laughs> if you, yes. you know what I'm talking about, listener, right? You're like, a hoo. Yeah, like put your hand, your hand up and you're like, ooh, like sing it. Yes. Like sing it Celine kind yeah. of thing. I love what, that. What grade would you give it? Ooh. I'm like eight A plus, you know. Right? Yeah, yeah. Not the a letter plus, grade. Like, yeah, letter grade. Going back to public school. Do something here. silly. We letter grade the rubric and then we'd give a out of ten. So, um, what do you think? I'll give you mine if you want. Yeah, I tell me yours. I think mine will probably be like B B plus. Yeah. Not because it's not enjoyable, but it is it does require like a different level of concentration. Like if you just throw this on in the car, you're probably not going to get as much out of it as if you want to experience something. Like this is to me like mature. It, music? Yeah, it's more mature. It's more. Yeah. It requires a little bit more input. It's yeah. kind of one of those like you get out of it what you put into it. Yes. We're like doom days. Like you're just gonna get something out of it. It's it's doing all the work for you. Yeah. This is like you have to go to that place with her, and you have to be willing to kind of go on this journey and pay attention. You know. Yep, I'd say B. Yeah. So B, not because it's bad, just no. because it's what it is. Um, flow, completeness, cohesiveness. That's the word. Oh, cohesiveness. what a beautiful cohesiveness this album has. It's very, I don't know. It's very cohesive. I don't yes. know. I, 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 there's not much else. There's to not say a song that. on here where I'm like, "What's this one about?" And I feel like there are albums like that, yeah. but this one is so cohesive. It's so it's, seamless. It's interesting too because it's not cohesive in the way of like it all sounds the same. Yeah, it's like this all sounds very like a lot of the songs sound very different. Like we talked about that. Like we have this time machine. We go back to the '50s almost. It feels like yes, but it fits. 
It does. And so I would say, I, I mean, I have very little to say about the cohesiveness. Very little to complain about. A plus, probably. Yeah, A. I think it was the definition of cohesivity. The, co- the cohesivity. Production, again, I can't. Beautiful quality. Amazing. Real instruments and beautiful backup vocals and the the effects that totally give off the feeling that they're going for. I don't know. I am on yeah. production. They're incredible. And yeah. lyrics. Oh my gosh, another A. Talking about. Lyrics are so yes. good. I mean, nothing cheesy. Even the horse song wasn't even cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> That's my own crap. This is yeah. a great song. Yeah. No, I I didn't. Yeah, no. I, I will say like if I had to pick one song that I didn't love, it would probably be Stay Gentle. Yeah. It just doesn't. It's a little like. Not cheesy, but just like a little for children. <laughs> yeah, lullaby for me. Um, right, but yeah, and again, nothing to complain about. And I think we can both agree this is a work of art. This is not hot garbage. It does slap, right? It it most certainly slaps. With that in mind, um, Bailey, um, I think I have to pick my grade first. You do. I've thought about this a lot. Um, I'm trying to get better at this whole grading thing. So you had more time too. I did, and I've listened to this a lot more times. A lot more, a lot more times. Is that the right way to speak? Oh, Many more, a lot more. I've listened to this more times a lot. <laughs> Definitely not that. <laughs> oh, for what do you have that gun? <laughs> um, yeah, I've listened to this a lot. I think if I had a like a revisionist history, um, I probably would move coming home to like a seven point nine, not an eight point one. But that actually doesn't, I don't think, impact my score at all. Um, Except that I think there is more of a gap between coming home and this album than what this my score is going to suggest. Um, I'm going to give it an eight point three. Mm. So our first, not our first, but like moving in the eights. Yeah, in the eights. I would give this album a. Let's go back in time real quick. You gave coming home a seven point six, mm-hmm. and you gave. Doom Days, what did you give it? An 8.1? Did you? Or 7.9. 7.9. So 7.9. So you're going to give this. I'm very curious. I have no idea what you're going to say. <laughs> I can see you saying like 6.7. I can see you saying a 7.7. Seven. I can see you saying 8.1. I can see you saying above 8.3. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm really really struggling to know what you're going to say. So I'm very excited to hear what you're going to say. 7-7. Seven, 7-7. Seven. Seven, seven. Mm-hmm. You stole my number? No. Yeah. Defend yourself. Ooh. So you think Doom Days is a better album than this? We're not, I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just, that is what you're saying inherently. Yes. And that's because that is an out, because there is the, the pleasurability score to me was higher for that one on doom days i gave everything also high grades like this mm. one so also our rubric doesn't really make any sense <laughs> or it's not a foolproof thing but i give this one as okay a point less yeah two points but... yeah i couldn't possibly put it above you could not with what i it's true to my heart yeah. <laughs> No, this is a great album. It's right up there with the other two that I've enjoyed very much. And I would be a it would not be right to put it below the other two we've done. It's right in the middle of the other two. Yeah. Right up in there with how it made me feel. 
with the quality of it, with the pleasurability of it, I think that I gave it a fair score. Defend yours. (laughs) No, I I think it's a fair score. It makes sense. Um, I, I tend to think this is like a distinctly higher quality. Oh, absolutely. And so to me, like, it's not, yes, this album does require more work, but it also gives more. So if you're willing to go to that place, you're going to get more out of it. And I think that that's, to me, like. What bumps it? Yeah, like this needs to be an 8-3 for me because it's, this is something that's, like stands the test of time kind of thing like it's just really it's just a higher to me it's like it's in that next category of like probably the the first two belong in the sevens this one i think belongs kind of in that next category this is a perennial all-star like this is something that like i mean this is a this is an album that like to me could win awards kind of thing you know yeah so that's what i'm thinking any final thoughts um will you listen again I will. I will listen again. You add it to your library? I'm just thinking about adding a few of them to my library. I'm excited to add this to my to my library. To my library. I'll add it to my library. <laughs> Onto the so library it goes. To my library. <laughs> In my library, it will be on my library. Yeah. Now, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Husband, I appreciate. Um, when you said you wanted to do a doesn't slap surprise for Bailey album, I'm or episode, I was a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried you'd give me something I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> it will happen eventually. It, I'm sure it will, and I'm sure I'll do the same to you. Yeah. Um, but I really liked listening to this. I liked getting to know Brandy. I feel like I've been like officially introduced mm-hmm. to Brandy Carlo because I hear her name all the time. She's been coming up here for concerts Has and she? stuff. Yeah, I keep seeing ads for well, it. She's from? She's from, from here, so she record- yeah. we'll have to go... Hey, really that'll be really fun. Right? Yeah, let's get this baby out. I mean, maybe we go to this concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you think we're going to do next? Ooh. Do you have any ideas? <sighs> you're up next, babe. I know, but. Um, have you thought about it? Do I get a pick? Yes, you're next. <sighs> oh, I love getting to pick. Um, I'm excited. I like it when you bring, when you get to pick them, you know? Yeah. <sighs> I mean. It's fun to have homework. I can't decide if I want to do. There's lots of, we'll get to do this lots of times. So That's so no true. pressure. I can just kind of do whatever I want. And huh? we are. We chatted with Lily today. We'll get her on soon. Yeah, we get some we, guests coming up, guys. Yeah. Really but, exciting. I don't know. We don't have that on the calendar. But no, we don't. Probably not for our next one. We'll probably do. Yeah. I don't know. Next one, we'll do one that I choose. Well, I, I have one in, that came to my head, but I don't yeah. know if we should do it. But I'd really like to do Riot by Paramore. Was, do you hear me listening to it today? No, but that makes me happy. Yeah, no, that album slaps. It's a nostalgic album for me, so I'd really love to take it up against the rubric, go song by song, and really kind of analyze it yeah. and actually ask the question, is this a song I just – or an album I just enjoy because of my childhood, or does it slap? I think it does slap. I think it I does slap. I listen to it. I do have some beef with it. Sure. Oh, me too. There's like – I can think of like the clear song that I was like, too cheesy. Yeah. Can't, can't do it. I think you know exactly what I'm talking hey, about. Hey, save it for the next episode, yeah. babe. Yeah. Well, okay. Riot by Paramore. Great album. I mean. It's going to be fun. It, it's a, If anything, it's a fun album. Yeah. Stay tuned. Like keep in or at least come listen to that one. I feel like you all know the song Misery Business. Come and get our take on it. Okay. Yes, and sing along. Good. Rock out to yeah, it. There's some bangers on there for sure. Yeah. That, yeah. It's it's great. It's um, gonna be super fun. And if anything, we're holding up our end of the bargain. We're not just sticking. We're not doing any one genre. Yeah, we're moving. Our, we're going punk. 
punk chick rock. Punk chick rock. Bailey's idol. Yes. Yes. Bailey loves Haley Williams. I do. I love her. She's powerful. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, We'll get this posted um, and um, rate us, review us if you want. Tell us, request albums. Again, we might hurt your feelings. Um, And we might ask you to come on and defend it to us. So. Yep. Let us know. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Bye.